and we're live. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World for another episode of The Blind View. Um, and so TP is going to be joining me. Gino's TP in the show? Are you there, TP? No, he's not in yet, but something happened with your mic again. Hold on. I'm going to remove you because there's something okay. wrong. Hold on. Just bear with us. We're trying to get the show started here. Yeah, this um, is what happened last week. Okay, go ahead and. Can you hear me? Yeah, there's some sort yeah. of inter. There's some sort of interference, Becca. Uh, maybe the fan above you is causing it. I don't know. Um, let me go shut that off. Gino, can you hear me? Yeah, it's the same. It's it's the same problem. So I think we're just going to have to roll with it. Um, okay. Um, here, let me open my door here so I can get a breeze in here. It's really hot in here. So are we on the air then, Gino? Yeah, we're live, but your audio is really choppy again. How about okay. mine? No, TP, oh, you're hey, good. TP. Okay. So can you hear me better now, Gino? No. TP, do you hear what I'm talking about, or is it only on my end? No, I can hear it. I can hear both of you guys. You hear her you voice hear well? crackling? Yeah, I can hear it as, uh, yeah, she's breaking up a little bit. It's a crackling sound like, uh, I don't know. It's not, I can't say it's feedback, back, but it's cracking. Okay, so, well, is it too much for us to do the show, or...? I wouldn't Gino? say so. What do you think, Gino? No, I say just go ahead and... Yeah, just... Okay, great. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us today on The Blind View. I want to talk about a few things today, and, of course, I'll open up the phone like TP talk about what he wants to talk about as well, but I want to talk about these ongoing problems here that we've been experiencing. This shortage of a baby formula is just heart-wrenching, and the fact that it's ongoing and that the authorities haven't been able to do anything to fix it or they have chosen not to make it a priority is just ridiculous. Um, and then the ongoing um, saga with the Supreme Court and their um, decision to overturn Roe v. Wade and the way the justices and their friends and family are being threatened and harassed and and they're, you know, they're living in fear for their lives. It's just wrong. That doesn't go on here in America. Um, and then another thing I wanted to talk about is I saw on Facebook that once again, blind people with their guide dogs are being refused service by Uber and Lyft. And this is not supposed to be going on anymore because the National Federation of the Blind sued Uber and Lyft and got this taken care of. So if you are a blind American who's been refused service from Uber or Lyft because you're guide dog, I encourage you to contact the National Federation of the Blind because they will um, take this seriously and go after them again. Um, anyway, TP, do you have anything to say about what I've said? Um, that last one, I didn't, I didn't get uh, as well. Say it again. 
the one about Uber and Lyft? Yeah. So, so like a while back, um, I don't know, maybe two years ago, the NFB took up the cause of a bunch of their members who were having trouble getting service from Uber and Lyft. Like people, blind people with guide dogs would request an Uber or Lyft, and the driver would cancel the ride when they discovered the person had a guide dog, and so people would just be left standing, right? And it was a real problem. And so the NFB actually sued Uber and Lyft over it. And there was some kind of settlement. And part of the settlement was it's not supposed to be going on anymore. And if it goes on, people need to report it so that the NFB can go back after Uber and Lyft and make sure they follow the, you know, the um, grounds of the agreement that they reached. Um, but I just, I've been seeing on Facebook that it's happening again, and it really makes me angry. So I want to make sure our viewers know that if, if you experience that from Uber or Lyft, make sure you contact the National Federation of Wine and let them know that. Right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, I can't believe, yeah, they, they should have got sued. And, uh, yeah, like like I said, the world is, 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 is crazy right now. Uh, it's been that way. <laughs> Probably long before I started noticing, but people need to, um, you know, pay attention a little bit better, a lot bit better. You know, people with disabilities didn't ask to be disabled, but we do ask to be, uh, you know, treated with respect, just like anybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, just like anybody else. Yeah. TP, guess where I went today? Where'd you go today? Amber and I went and had lunch at a new place today. Well, Gino actually took us out for lunch. Um, we went to Lucky Lou's for, for lunch and it was really good. What are they serving? And I heard that Lucky Lou's is going to be opening up here in Mesa. Lucky Lou's? Yeah, Lucky Lou's. Is it like a burger joint or? Yeah, it's like a burger joint. Yeah, I actually had a. It's actually a, a bar and grill. So they serve a lot of stuff, not just yeah. burgers. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, but it was really nice. All right. How was the food? The food was really, um, so the burgers, I mean, just like any bar and grill, it was really good food. Um, and you know how sometimes a bar and grill, the food can be a little greasier than other places? Well, this place, the food wasn't greasy, you know? Oh. So that was really good. Um, and then after, after we separated from Gino, Amber, and I stopped at... Um, Andy's frozen custard and got some yogurt on the way home. Oh, okay. Frozen custard. Have you tried frozen yogurt, uh, TP? Yeah, I, I, I think it tastes pretty good. I don't like yogurt, yogurt no other way. Mm -hmm. Frozen yogurt is the only way for me. Like the cups of yogurt and stuff that they sell, I don't like any of them. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. I can't get past the smell. The smell of yogurt? Yeah. Oh, I haven't noticed a bad smell with it. It, it's, it's, it must just be me. I, the the mm -hmm. smell of yogurt, cottage cheese. Oh, uh, anything curdled, probably. Uh, anything curdled. Just, just, ah. I don't fool with dairy, no way. So. Oh, yeah. I've loved yeah. dairy my whole life, so. Yeah. When I was a kid, I would drink... As, I mean, I would drink a whole gallon of milk a day if my mom would let me. She would literally have to um, restrict how much milk I could drink. Um, 
or how much milk I was allowed to drink because I would drink, like I said, a whole gallon a day if if we were allowed to and or if I could get away with it and we were pretty poor, so. Yeah, yeah, we, uh, I mean, we used to get the big boxes of powdered milk. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, the big humongous boxes with white label and it, it just said powdered milk and then it had a, a black and green stripe on the box. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Uh, plus milk or something, but we had powdered milk, powdered eggs, uh, all kind of, yeah. cans, you know, cans with chicken meat in it, cans with pork meat in it, cans with, mm-hmm. uh, you know, beef meat in it. Yeah, we grew up on a lot of the same kind of stuff, the commodities that we get, you know, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know where my mom, I think she was going up to the community center that was in the old school in our town to get the commodities when she would pick them up. It seems like that's where she was going. Um, But our community was really close knit. It was a a rural farming community and there were, I don't know, five or six little towns and everybody knew everybody else. And so people kind of pulled together and looked after each other, so. Right. We used to go to this place called uh, St. Vincent de Paul. And uh, Uh it was like a a Goodwill type of store, a resale store. And uh, Uh they would have like a certain day where, you know, you go and you wait in line to go in there. And when you leave out of there, you got the big block of cheese, the big bag of rice, a bunch of bags of beans, and, you you know, quite a few other stuff, you know, that they gave away. St. Vincent Paul. We used to walk for quite a little ways to make it to that to that location to get the uh, the free food and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, things have changed a lot since we were kids, huh, Peepy? Oh um, yeah. Especially since the quarantine, it just seems like people have more. It's harder for people to reach out and touch each other. You know, right now, don't you think? Yeah. 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 Uh, and I think that's the, that was the whole purpose of a lot of this was to stop people from reaching out and touching, you know, physically, socially anymore. Well, you know, we, right around. we we were we were for the most part, everybody was living among the, each other and happy with each other. Everybody was loving each other and fellowshipping. Right. And Absolutely. the the elites could just couldn't have that. They couldn't have us getting along. So they had to separate us. Right, because love conquers all. So, how do you spread mm-hmm. that contagious love? By touch. You hug people, you shake hands, uh-huh. you know what I'm saying? And, yep. and, and, it, and that's how it spread. So, they said, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we, we got to make spreading love a virus so that people can stop, yeah. you know, because we keep them six feet away from each other. They can't spread that contagious yeah. love. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's really sad. And, you know, so. TV, have you thought about going to the convention this summer, the NFB convention? Yeah, I have thought about it. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, today, I finally, after a week's work, uh, well, two weeks really worth of struggling with it, I finally got through to um, where I can be assigned a, a vocational rehab counselor. Oh, you so, didn't get through to uh, that? Yeah, I got through to them and I did the application and everything over the phone today. Oh, and, good. Uh, 
And so they're going to uh, get in touch with me next week. And they told me the things that I need to have, and I have all the things that I need to have. And uh-huh. uh, I talked to Savvy uh, today, too. So things are looking up. That's good. I hope, you know, I think I heard that Joe Sizemore retired. Um, so unfortunately, you probably won't get him for your vocal rehab counselor. He was pretty amazing. It's all right. I'm sure whoever I get, I mean, the, the people that I spoke with today, both at Savvy and at the Voc Rehab, uh, were very good, nice people. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I hope I hope they'll do what they do for you, what they did for me. When I signed up for Voc Rehab in 2016, when I first moved here, uh-huh. they actually, my, my Voc Rehab counselor, well, I was told up front that it would take a long time, but it really didn't because it only took a couple of months and they invited me to the a, a week-long workshop where they t- took me and several other people and they gave us tours of like Savvy and and I don't remember all of them. There were like four or five, or maybe even six different blind training centers here in the Phoenix area that uh, Voc Rehab works with. And so I hope that Voc Rehab will invest the time in, and you participated in that workshop as well because Savvy was the right one for me. And that's, I love Savvy. And so I tend to encourage people to look into that, but there are several other schools here in the Phoenix area and there might be one that would meet your needs better than Savvy. So you really should ideally tour all of them like I did and like the other people did in that workshop. Well, um, the main thing that he wanted to make sure that he said from beginning to end that it'd be Uh known that I need... um, transportation assistance right yeah because you know i'm not getting on no city bus i don't care what, what city it is and uh, the light rail i'm not getting on that either not oh yeah so, people. it's just too many germs too, the, the possibilities are too great yeah have you have you ever used dial ride um i did um when you first introduced me to dial ride um, matter yeah. of fact, the only time I ever used Dollar Ride, I was staying at your house. Yeah, and that was before the quarantine. And so, TP, like, my Dial Ride is probably expired because I haven't used Dial Ride since before the quarantine either. But if you get your Dial Ride set up and your voc rehab counselor can help you do that, then they'll give you, like, however many, like, it's it's $4 a day. Or it's four dollars one way to go to Savvy, right? So they'll give you eight dollars worth of these pull tickets. I'm trying to remember what they're called. They're tickets that you give the dialer ride drivers. And so, like, I was going to Savvy, but wh- whichever school you go to, your the school should be equipped with those dialer ride tickets, and your counselor should give you uh, dialer ride tickets for each month, right? They should right. give you enough for to go round trip to Savvy five days a week or however many days are in that particular month. Right. And I mean, it, and another thing that they will do is they'll also pay for you to have lunch. Right. Cause you're, you're at work or at, at school, ideally. Right. Like you you need to treat it like work and you need to look at it as, as like training and education. So, and because they expect all that, they, they really treat you like an employee. They make sure you have what you need. They make sure you have access to lunch while you're there. They make sure that you have transportation to and from. And they make sure that you have a computer that works for you. Now, 
it doesn't always work out right. Like my first computer didn't work. I actually had to get a second computer while I was there and it was a long process. But the point is they give you all the tools you need and they teach you to use those tools. Like they'll give you a computer with JAWS in it and they'll teach you how to use it. And they'll give you an iPhone and teach you how to use it. And you know what I mean? It's right. a, um, and, and when you go to Savvy, my friend, you will be amazed at the things you're going to learn. Um, because like you can, you can literally do whatever you want. TP, when you're done, when you're done with that, you're going to realize, you're going to look around and you're gonna be like, wow, now that the world is my oyster, what do I want to do? Cause that's what I felt like when I got done with Savvy, I thought, oh my God, there's so much, so many options. Where do I want to start? And, you know, so I, a few months after that was when I met Gino and I wound up doing everything I've been doing, right? Mm. I just published my third book and I'm writing my fourth book and we're making our first movie and doing the YouTube channel and all of that stuff, right? right. But that's, it, it started with, it started with my training. And because while you're doing your training, well, I don't know if you have a problem with self-confidence, but I did because I was blinded at a young age and I'd never lived life as a successful adult. And so I had a lot of self-esteem issues and it really helped a lot going to school at Savvy and learning how to do things successfully as a blind person with no vision because they, they ask you to do it under a sleep shade, right? Right. Um, and I strongly encourage you to submit to the sleep shade training, especially in your O&M and your, your Braille and your tech because you'll pick them up a lot faster. Right, right. Yeah, um, the, the guy that was doing my application today told me that uh, he was cited, but they did the uh, the blind the blind shade thing with the cane for him, and he thought about how hard it was and how difficult it was to fathom being out, out in the public where the traffic was. Because I let him know I had got run over, so I'm not going to be out there alone. Somebody's got to come and get me. Yeah. Yeah, TP. I know it's scary up there, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Uh, but people get hit by cars every day, and pe blind people get hit by cars every day. Um, a former boyfriend of mine who's blind has been hit by cars several times here in the Phoenix area. And he still goes out and takes the bus. He, This guy amazes me, right? Like, right. he puts me to shame. I mean, I go wherever I want, but I go wherever I want because I use Lyft or like before the quarantine, I used to use Dialeride, right? And that's mm -hmm. door to door service. But this guy, totally blind, he gets on the bus and goes anywhere he wants in the Phoenix area. It just amazes me. I wish I had his O&M skills. But um, you can get O&M skills that good if you work at it, I think. I mean, I have the skills. I know I have the skills. It's just that I don't have I, I, I'm spooked now because I was using my skills when I got ran over. Have you thought about dressing in fluorescent orange attire so that cars can see you better? Well, yeah, I, I do have uh well, I don't know where it is. I'm, I mean, but I have had a vest and stuff like that. Um, uh -huh. But if the person's, you know, on their cell phone, no matter what yeah. I'm Yeah, I know, TP, and so, um, but part of part of crossing the street safely is listening um, and being aware of all, everything that's going on, for, like all the cars coming from all directions, right? right. And TP, I've stepped out in front of cars. I 
Honestly, I was even bumped by a car one time. I had a car bump my knee, right? So I guess you could say I've been hit by a car, right? But I've, I've stepped out in front of cars because I'm not paying attention or usually that's what it is. It's just not paying attention because honestly, I can cross the street safely if I'm paying attention, right? Because I can listen to the traffic and know which traffic it is. If it's the traffic on my parallel side or if it's the traffic on my perpendicular that I'm going to be crossing in front of, right? And so you need to wait until you hear the traffic on your parallel side go, and then you can go with them, right? That's the idea of how it's supposed to work. Right. And well, so right. Well, I, I, I think maybe some more training with an o instructor might help you get your confidence back so you can start crossing streets again. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean... I'm willing to believe that. It's just that uh, I, 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 it's very difficult for me to get to an intersection and say I'm going to cross this intersection alone. Uh -huh. not, 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 now, downtown Phoenix, um, it has... Uh, it, it, downtown Phoenix, I've done it downtown Phoenix. But uh -huh. anywhere else in Phoenix, no, I won't. But downtown, yeah, I'm more comfortable... Downtown's a lot safer, um, uh -huh. and the intersections are more well lit. It's so do they, I, I'm, I'm cool with downtown Phoenix uh, navigating. Do, do they have any audio crossing signals here in Phoenix? Yeah, all of them downtown are uh, all. All of them? Yeah. Oh wow! The ones that aren't, um, they they're not recommended for anybody um, disabled. So all of them but they're all over downtown with the oh, audio. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, I haven't... My dream is to retire from what I'm doing now so I can get out and go walk around Arizona and experience it or at least do some camping or both, you know, because right. the weather's so nice here. And so I probably do that in the next six months to a year once we get this movie right, done. Okay. So... Well, that's a good deal. Yeah. It's a real good deal. Uh, what else on your list did you have for today? Um, you know well, what? Well, I told you to switch conversations. Don't you think it's about time for a commercial break? Yeah, let's take a quick commercial break. Gino, can you play the commercial? Hey, ladies and gentlemen, great news. My third book is out Metamorphosis. This is my first fiction book. It's six short stories, and I invite you guys to check it out. Right now, it's only available in Kindle eBook and Amazon Print On Demand, but I'll have the Audible version out there ASAP. Give me a month or less, guys. And then you also can check out my second book, Changing My Perspective. It's available in eBook, Amazon Print On Demand, and Audible already. And you can check out my first book, Because You're Blind, this book is also available in Audible, Kindle, and on Amazon Print On Demand. And you can order all of these books through my website, um, info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com. Okay, guys? Um, but I wanted to um, particularly um, share with you guys Metamorphosis. This book, um, well, I had a lot of fun with this book because where with my first two books, I was constrained because they were um, memoirs. I had to stay stick to factual stuff. In Metamorphosis, I was able to write more freely 
And so I had a lot of fun with this book, and I really hope my readers will check it out. Um, anyway, you can email me at info at bluebutterflyenterprises.com if you read it and you want to comment on it. Um, and I will have some uh, free ver uh, downloads of the Audible version when we get it done, I'm soon, I'm sure. Um, anyway, please make sure you are subscribed to my YouTube channel and stay tuned and we will announce when we get the Audible version done. Thank you very much and everybody have a great day. Peace out. Okay, can you hear me, TP? I can hear you. Okay, can you see me? Uh, I'm blind, of course not. <laughs> Trick question. Well, my <laughs> screen, the thing is, my screen, I don't see it, a camera on my screen, so I'm hoping the video is still working because it looks to me like there's this white oh, like well, a yeah, paper background. There. I just can't see you. I can tell okay. that, that we got the split screen going. Okay, great. TP, did you ever listen to that copy of Metamorphosis I sent you last weekend? I did not. Um, I did get the, the link, and I haven't had a chance to because I've been writing and doing a lot of other stuff for uh, okay. Lean Plan Productions. Um, I kind of got a, kind of got asked to, to, to be a consultant uh, for this company out of Jacksonville, Florida called We Ain't Plan Productions. And I've been so wrapped up with consulting them because they have a big show coming up uh, uh -huh. July 23rd down there. Uh, uh, yeah, now, so, didn't you, so didn't you tell me, didn't you tell me recently that you were going to be hosting a show, was it in Chandler every month? Yeah, I thought so. Um, I thought so. Uh, I don't know what, the, you know, I, I didn't get the position. So oh, it's okay. okay. Yeah, it's okay. I, I will be um, on some more shows locally. Um, I'm, okay. I'm not sure exactly when, but I'll be on some more shows locally pretty soon here. Uh, how is your cousin doing, TP? He's doing good. He's doing real good. Doing real good. Yeah, okay, TP. Uh, TP, have you thought about getting a guide dog? I thought about it, um, and then I a thought, guide, you know, a guide I, dog would not a guide dog would not let you step out in front of vehicles, so it would it might be a better option for you. Yeah, but I mean, I'd have to be responsible for feeding it, and that alone is a is 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 is, is a lot. You mean financially, or just being able, having to remember? Uh, financially. Uh-huh. I would want him to eat good. He's my uh -huh. dog. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You know. Yeah. Well, I mentioned you got to have the shots and all of that on the regular. So I'm not sure, but I think some of the guide dog schools, I think some of them uh, pay for that stuff for the dogs. Because they really? really want to make it, yeah, they really go out of their way to make it possible for anybody who needs a dog to have one, TP. And TP, since you're scared to go out and walk in with your cane after getting hit by that pickup, like I said, these guide dogs, they're they're trained to, to walk you across the street when it's safe and to, to stop you from walking when it's not safe, right? So, um, but it's worth, you, you should call. I strongly suggest you call 
Like I did it when I first moved here. I looked into getting a guide dog. I decided it wasn't for me, but there are guide dog schools right here in Arizona. And there's one, there's some right next door in California too. And you should at least call them and talk to them and just have them answer your questions because a guide dog, like it would really, it would do so much for your independence and your safety TP. Yeah. Um, after I get to, like with the voc rehab counselor, um, uh-huh. I'll have uh, better access to how this is going to happen for me. Okay. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I, I passed that hurdle already of, of getting the application through. That's uh-huh. cool. And next week I should be assigned a, a counselor. And, uh, okay. you know, within a few weeks, I, they said that they don't have a waiting list anymore. So, as soon as you're accepted, you're assigned to a school. Really? They don't have a waiting list? I wonder what happened. I wonder if during the quarantine, maybe just everybody stopped going to school. Maybe yeah, they don't have well. their numbers up yet. Because, yeah. You said you right away. Uh, well, that's good, TP. I'm glad. So, are you going to go to Savvy if they let you? Yeah, I, 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 that's the only one that I'm familiar with. So, hopefully, well, uh, I'll get to go to Savvy. Well, yeah, like... Like I said, TP, you should talk to your counselor and see if they're doing the the workshops like they did back when I started because it it I really I mean I can tell you yeah go to Savvy it's a great school because it is a great school but the point is there are several schools here in the Phoenix area and one of the other schools might fit your needs better so you really should ideally get the same tour that I did and the other people that were in the program back then hopefully your voc rehab counselor will have you do that. Right, right. Well, it's yeah. part of the process, so. Right, and since I finally got through to someone, I can trust the process much better because I've been going uh, about it uh, to no avail for a couple of weeks. I'm surprised your counselor at the VA didn't talk to you about this and help you get on the road to get in touch with folk rehab. Well, VA and me right now, we like I said, we have issues. They kicked me out of healthcare program because I I, I want to know what happened to my money. Why did they take it? And so uh-huh. now I'm a problem. Uh huh. But you know, um, I still have cases pending. So I, you know, I'm a veteran. I, you know, they're gonna take care of me. Yeah, and. God bless our vets. I hope our vets are doing okay through all the craziness that's happening in America right now. Right. Right. Oh, I've been waiting for this system because we were supposed to do this at 11 o'clock. I know, TP. I smell food cooking. I know I'm going to get to eat something pretty soon. Oh, is is, uh, is your, your cousin cooking? Oh, no, I'm not at my cousin's. Oh, where are you at? I met a lady friend. I, 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 I'm oh. at her house today. Oh, good. She's cooking for you? Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. She, um, she, 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 I told her about, um, you know, that you had this hot tub and stuff like that. Maybe uh-huh. one day she can uh, give me a ride over there so that we can all sit in the hot tub. and, and Oh, yeah. Her, you know. And what? And, 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 and talk. Just hang out in the hot tub. Oh, yeah. Oh, then, yeah, for sure, TP. That way I have a ride to you. Uh-huh. And yeah, she so does she... Well, do, if you guys want to come over this weekend, it would be a good time. Okay, so, yeah, I'll see if I can arrange it. Okay, cool. Yeah, 
we'll come and uh, you know smoke real good, eat good, and hang out. Uh-huh. I got uh-huh. a pair of swimming trunks I haven't used yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, how do you use your hot tub? I I I need to start using it more. Um, I haven't used it in a couple of weeks. Keepy, did I tell you what's going on with my vision? No, you didn't. Well, there's this stem cell research that that I'm look, trying to look into right now. I'm it's not very easy, but several years ago, I heard that there was a stem cell research that you know what stem cells are, right? Right. Yeah. So years ago, I heard that they were using stem cells to to help people with different problems, right? But at the time, they were using stem cells from aborted babies, and so I kind of just blew it off. And I thought, if it ever gets anywhere, anything like anything I can use, I'll just hear about it, right? Well, so I just kind of let it go for several years, and and then I found out that they were doing it, but they were they they were curing people, but they were using stem cells from or cells from other parts of the body, not the brain stem, right? So right. it no longer required an aborted fetus to to do this right so then i got even more i got more interested in it and but still my life was pretty busy i was writing and stuff and i really didn't think it i i guess i didn't really think it was feasible and so it really shocked me and i actually looked into it a few weeks ago that i mean tp i went online and i did some research and i pulled up this it's called it's frontier i think was the name of the the website but like it sounds like with 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 cells from other parts of the body now they're like able to inject them directly into the nerves and they're regenerating the nerves and other parts of the brain and i i'm if they can do this to the brain i'm sure they can do this to other parts of the central nervous system but my central nervous system was damaged when i when i had that traumatic brain injury in 1989 and tp i i almost i mean i did cry later on but it was shocking for me when i first looked at this website a few weeks ago and i was reading the list of conditions that they are quote curing with this research and right there it said traumatic brain injury and TP, I was shocked because do you know how many years I've been living with this traumatic brain injury, thinking there was no hope, and and oh, it looks wow. like they've actually been it looks like they've been working on this for a few years, and and so now I've been trying to figure out how to get in and see a doctor to find out about getting the sticks. Because see, I I quit I quit trusting the medical community decades ago, so I stopped I stopped checking with them to see if they made any progress on doing this kind of stuff, right? So when I did some research recently and found out that not only have they made progress, but they claim they're actually curing people. And it sounds like it's it's pretty run of the mill now. And I've just been in shock, TP, because do you realize if I can get if I can get this done, not only will I get my sight back, but I'll also get my cognitive abilities back. And that means I can go to college, TP. I can go to college and do whatever I want. I'm only 45 and I, I'm in pretty good shape, right? Like, I mean, I'm a little overweight and I broke my tailbone a few years ago, but I'm working on getting everything back, right? And I know I can because what I've been, I've already gotten back over the last 30 years because I've been rebuilding myself. So I'm so excited because if I can get this, if I can finally get into a doctor and get this done, like I said, uh, TP, can you yeah. imagine what this means? I was blind when I was 12 years old. When I was 12 years old, I was told there was no hope. 
that'll be dependent and helpless for the rest of my life. And now to think that I might actually get it all back. Like I had to fight to get the independence I have, right? But the idea of getting it all back and being able to live life like anybody else without having to use blindness skills, without having to use uh, accessible technology, without having to use Uber or Lyft. You know what I mean? Right, right. TB, I, I, I've been crying so much because I'm so overwhelmed with it all. And, and, and I'm angry with God, too, because I don't know why he made all this shit happen for the last 30 plus years if he was just going to give it all back to me now anyway. I thought I'd have to wait till I was dead to get it back, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so I've been, like the last few weeks, I've been having a lot of heart-to-hearts with talk with heart-to-heart talks with God about how I feel. I've messaged my mom a few times telling her how I feel about it, you know? And right. I'm just so overwhelmed. I wish I could get in to see a doctor. I'm waiting for my doctor to send me a referral to a neurologist, which is another thing. TP, I guess I have to go see a neurologist to find out about this. And I hate neurologists, man. Like, I've seen so many doctors over my time, and neurologists were the ones that I hated the most. And I, the last two neurologists I've seen, I almost got in fistfights with them, and I stomped out of their offices. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I, because I, I don't trust doctors. I've been managing my own health care for decades now, right? And so I have some stuff I need to work through, but I really am excited to get in and see a neurologist. But TP, you know, since they're, I, I also talked to my ex-husband on the phone recently. Well, I was texting with him and I pointed out to him that if they can do this for me, they can also fix his heart. And they can fix stuff on a lot of other people that have congenital defects with their brain or their heart or things like that, right? And right. it's so exciting. It's, it's I, I can't believe that I live to see this day when, when the, it, the technology is here. To, to do this for me and for so many other people out there. Like, TP, they may be able to to fix your leg. You know your leg that was all, that was busted up in the car when that pickup hit you? And your clavicle, yeah. the clavicle that was broken. They could probably knit your clavicle back together like new. They could knit your leg back together like new. Heck, you know, I just, I broke my jaw a few years ago. They could knit my jaw back together like new, I bet, right? Like, Feasibly, with this technology, there's nothing they can't do. Um, but, of course, they're starting with small things. I hope they don't ever try to create whole whole humans. But right now, they're just doing these amazing things. And I'm just so excited to get in and talk to somebody about it. I'm just shocked at how much trouble I'm having. Because there was a time when I had doctors coming out my ears, and I couldn't, didn't think I'd ever get rid of all the doctors. And now sure. trying to find a doctor to talk to about this is really hard. Well, be patient. You know, it'll show up in, uh, 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 right right on time, you know? Yeah. Just be yeah. patient. Everything else has been coming into fruition in the yep. next time. So this is, this too shall uh, pass. It'll, it'll happen. Yep. And I'm still writing, and I'm, I'm being inspired to start some more, another series of short stories. So, um, anyway. Well, um, now, wait a minute. There's a couple more topics that I heard you say at the top of the, uh, the show that you wanted okay. to talk about. Do you remember what they were? Uh, you're asking me to remember. 
I think Roe v. Wade was one of them again. Yeah, yes. To another spot. Well, it's just an ongoing thing because the the Supreme Court isn't actually supposed to make the ruling until sometime in June, I think. And because of that, this is an ongoing situation. So the Supreme Court justices are still being threatened and harassed by unknown people and their families are still being threatened and harassed. And it's just a, a bad situation. And so I, if you're a praying person, I encourage you to keep our justices and their families up in your prayers because we need to know that our the law of the land, you know, that the law stands here and that people can't just bully Supreme Court justices into doing what they want, you know? Right, right. You know, I had judges rule against me, too. Like, in 2004, when I went to court to try to turn, overturn that guardianship the first time, and I lost, I was very angry. And I thought about, how can I take revenge, right? Mm-hmm. And um, there wasn't really a thing I could do. I mean, I prayed, and I asked God to take vengeance on on the case manager that lied mm-hmm. about me and my family in court and to take vengeance on the guardian who was so abusive to us and to take vengeance on the lawyer that represented the bank that was so abusive to us. Mm-hmm. I asked God to take, you know, do all of that. And I had to eventually come to the point where I had to get over, you know, the, the feelings of loss and stuff. And when the judge ruled against me, um, but the point is, I knew that it wasn't the end. And so when I lost in 2004, I went on with my life and I continued studying and I figured out how to defeat that guardianship. So when I went back to court later on in 2012, I actually won. And that's how our system works. And so if you're not happy with what the Supreme Court justices have decided here, you need to go to court about it. You need to file petitions and stuff, right? That's what we do here in America. That's how our system works. Now, listen, in 2004, when that judge ruled against me, and I was so angry and so hurt by what my parents and their lawyers had done to me. I couldn't believe it that the judge had ruled against me. Shortly after that, there was an incident that occurred where somebody opened fire in a court of law. I don't remember. I think it was in Idaho or Utah or somewhere. Somebody mm-hmm. opened fire in a court of law and shot the judge and the, someone that was on I think it was the person that was opposite, you know, the the person that was pursuing them in court, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I was shocked at at what they did, but I also remember thinking, wow, they went after vengeance against the judge who they disagreed with, right? And I had just recently gotten out of court after that judge ruled against me in 2004. But you know, guys, even then, even though I was trying to think of some way that I could show the court what was really going on and get vengeance on all of them, I knew I it wasn't right to take a firearm and go into the court and shoot it up like that individual did. And for these people to not accept the word of the court and to be doing all of this stuff, be, the violence and like threatening violence on the justices and their families, it's wrong. There's other ways to show that you disagree and to get um, things changed. Right, right. Well, I get it. Um, yeah, I get it. I mean, been fighting for some type of right since I was born into that. You know, I'm born in the late 60s, 1967. Mm-hmm. You know, 
I grew up uh, where everybody was marching and, and singing We Shall Overcome and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Now, uh, now everybody's just insane. Yeah. You know, but uh, and then there was something else. I can't remember because I wanted to touch base on that topic. You had another one um, at the top of the uh, show, and I, I cannot... Uh, maybe Gino could run through them for you. Gino, could you come on and read the list to TP so he can remember what he wanted to talk about? Yeah, did you guys talk about uh, the shortage of uh, formula, baby formula? That's the one. Oh, yeah, you want to talk about that, TP? Yeah, that's the one. I knew there was another one. Um, so what? how do you feel about it? Well, honestly, and I even bring this up in my sets on stage. Honestly... Uh, we wouldn't have, uh, this wouldn't be a problem if we were using, uh, if we were actually nourishing our children the way it was designed by God to nourish our children. You know what I'm saying? If, if women were breastfeeding instead of counting on the formula, wouldn't be no shortage because would nobody care how much formula there was. No, you know TV. TP, that I understand that that makes sense, but not all mothers and children can breastfeed, and right. sometimes not you can all. breastfeed for only sometimes you can only breastfeed for the first month or first two or three months, and then you can't breastfeed anymore. What are those parents supposed to do? You see what I right. mean? So you yeah, can't just say right. everybody should breastfeed. No, what I'm saying is if if more people were committed to breastfeeding, that mm-hmm. way that this that that this formula would be reserved for those who cannot, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't have a shortage at all. But yeah. since everybody wants to be lazy and together say unanimously, we're just gonna feed the children the formula, and you know, then what happens to the actual breasts? They were designed to nourish the children. So yeah. I'm saying those who can should breastfeed. Those who cannot. Thank God for the formula. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. That, that's 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 my take on that one. Cause you know we do everything else with breasts uh, that ain't got mm-hmm. nothing to do with nourishing our children. Mm-hmm. Nobody, you know what I'm saying? All kind of augmentations, uh, breast reductions, breast enlargements, uh-huh. uh, all kind of stuff. Nipple rings. I uh, ain't mm-hmm. none of this got anything to do with nourishing the baby. Mm-hmm. I just, Can I, I add something to this? Sure, Gino. So if you actually do a search on eBay, you'll see that people are selling baby formula for $200. So I do think there is a component of this that is based on the uh, fear-mongering, just like the toilet paper shortage during I COVID. I believe so, too. Opportunists who, uh, are, who, who actually don't even have children and they're buying up as much baby formula as they can. They'll buy up as much baby food as they can. Anything that becomes a necessity when you have a civilization that's starting to go into decline, which we are with the uh, the inflation prices that we have on everything, you're going to have opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think that, that is yeah. a- Yeah, and I, yeah. And that happens with a lot of stuff where people buy it up and sell it for more money on the black market. And they're holding but, up freight at the borders too. That's causing a huge problem. 
Well, I just, I remember when my kids were babies, like the amount of money we spent on diapers and formula each month was atrocious. And then, so when you, it's hard enough to save up the money to buy the formula, but then when she save up the money and you can't even find it, I just feel so bad for these parents. And I don't know. I, I really am angry at um, the current administration for letting all this shit go on. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. I don't know. All I saw... Because ain't, ain't none of the world's problems. No, uh, guys, the I... The civilians, us, uh, the people that do the voting. I should, uh, the so I, sh- I should share with you guys something I saw today. I wasn't going to share it because I haven't seen it anywhere else, and I don't know how to confirm it. But mm-hmm. I saw a report that that our government actually had huge huge shipments of baby formula delivered to the border to be handed out to the illegals for their babies um at our taxpayers expense yeah i saw that report now i don't usually repeat things until i've seen a second or third report on them right right but and i've been really busy today so i honestly haven't had a chance to look but i did see that and it made me really angry um but like I said, I I haven't been able to confirm it. Um, well, I believe I believe at all costs. Honestly, no child of any uh, race, creed, color, ethnicity, whatever, should have to go without nourishment. No child uh, on this planet should ever have to live a day of their childhood without nourishment. Oh, I my I don't. I agree with you totally, TP, but that's not the issue. The issue here is, well, if our tax dollars are paying for that formula, why aren't they bringing those same shipments to American families? Why why are they able to provide free formula to illegals for their babies, but not to American citizens? They should be able to ship out the same shipments to American citizens. Right. You're right. And, and, and that's what concerns me is the fact that over and over since this administration took over the White House, over and over again, I see where my people, my Americans, all of us who have our whole lives worked and paid in to this system to build all this stuff, over and over again since Biden took office, we're the ones getting the short end of the stick, and it's the illegals that are getting a free ride and are getting pampered at our expense. And I mean, I love, I love Mexican people. I love everybody, right? Like, I don't, I don't dislike people because of their race. I don't dislike people because of their gender. I like this. I'll tell you why I dislike people. If somebody's a lawyer, I, I, my first impulse is to dislike them. That's about the only person that it's my, it, my first impulse is to dislike them, right? If they are a lawyer by trade, right? I don't care what their right. skin color is. I don't care what their religion is. I don't care what their ethnicity is. If they're a lawyer, I don't trust them, right? And right. I, I have some problems with doctors too, right? But otherwise, it's live and let live as far as I'm concerned. And this really pisses me off that our government is going behind our backs and sending food down to the border for these illegal aliens while our citizens are scrambling trying to find food to feed their babies and like i said it's it's, this is that is the avenue that this administration takes with every single situation since biden took office if you guys look back everything that's gone on since he took office 
in every single situation. It's the American people that get the short end of the stick. And it's the other guys, whoever's on the other side that gets, gets the, you know, the gold and gets, gets treated well. And it really irritates me guys. This is what I dealt with when I was under that guardianship, right? It was always screw Becca. Becca doesn't need anything, but we need our pockets lined, right? That's why I kept hearing from the lawyers and, and the other people who were involved in my case, right? The issue was always how much were they going to get? How much were they entitled to? And it was like, I, I, I wasn't allowed to get money to go do anything I wanted to do, right? And it got old really fast. And I don't know why the American people are putting up with this from this government, right? Since when do we sit around and, and let them just tell us, oh, you guys stay at home and let your baby starve, but we're going to take your baby formula and go give it to the illegals, right? Yes, the, anybody deserves to eat, right? But you shouldn't refuse to give food to the American citizens. You know what I mean? Right. And so it, I'm just, I'm just so upset about it. And you know, I'll tell you one thing President Biden is doing is he's pissing me off. He's making me a better YouTuber because I never used to feel comfortable doing what I'm doing right now. I never used to feel comfortable about just voicing my opinion and my thoughts about things. And I never felt comfortable about having to look at a list, right? Having to have a list that talks to me because I'm blind. I thought my, my viewers would think it was weird or something, but I'm so mad. I don't care anymore. I figure God gave me my YouTube channel and my ability to write for a reason because he wants me to be able to express my opinion. And I'm angry about this because I'm a mom. I've had two kids. I remember what it's like trying to budget to feed my kids. Formula is expensive on a good day. And now these poor people, if you if you have to buy it on the black market, it's ridiculously expensive, right? And you can't buy it in the stores. Uh, if Like if I could find baby formula, I would buy up all the baby formula I can find and then just go find mothers and hand it to them. Because I'm sure that, I'm sure the women at this point would feed their babies any formula they can get. And then let me tell you, as a woman who's had babies, when you have your baby on one formula, you can't just willy-nilly switch them to another formula all the time. But I'm sure these women are desperate enough that they'd feed their babies anything they can get their hands on. And it's, yeah, so, um, but TV, you have kids, right? Think about what was your, think about you and Kim when you're, when your boy and girl were little. Think about if you guys had gone to the store and the shelves, the, the food, the baby food or the, what is it? The baby formula shelves were empty. And, I, and well, we were told. We're, my children were both breastfed, so we, they, oh, okay. don't, they didn't know nothing about formula. Oh, they never had formula even when they, did they, no, did she breastfeed them for, okay. They breastfed till they got onto like uh, soy milk or something. Or uh, 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 soy milk, oat milk, you know what I'm saying? Uh, right, like like two percent milk or whole milk. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, like that. But uh, no, they never had any of the formula. Uh huh. Well, a lot of a lot of people do use formula, and it's perfectly natural and normal to use formula for your babies. And right yeah. now, it's this is just a bad situation, and it really makes me angry. I mean. And like well, I said, it, uh, I wish I was something I could that, do. That this ends well and ends fast. These babies yep. get the that they need. Yep. 
You know, it made me think like, imagine if you, let's say you just had a baby. So when you just have a, when you first have a baby, your, your breasts are producing milk, right? You, you actually have to, I don't remember what it's called. I had to go through it after I stopped breastfeeding my son, right? Cause I breastfed my first son for a little bit, but you have to dry up your, you have to dry up your milk ducts, right? But if you don't dry them up, you can go on nursing for years. So any women out there right now who just had a baby, they could probably sell their milk to other parents who can't get milk for their babies. You know what I mean? I bet some parents would be desperate enough to pay a woman for some of her breast milk if she wanted to sell it. You know, I I bet it's going to get that desperate too. Watch, just watch. We'll see a black market for baby milk. Just watch. Yeah, for breast milk. You know, that person is eating healthy and right too. Yeah. Well, if she just had a baby of her own, she's going to be eating good for her own baby, right? Technically, yeah. Yeah. That's not exactly the case for everybody. Mm Hmm. You know, technically, it should be that way. You're absolutely right. Yeah. There's a lot of unfit uh, uh, people out there giving birth. Uh Uh-huh. You know. Ah, well, it looks like we've been out here a while. I got to use the bathroom. Yeah, Yeah, and TP, I'm glad you called Volk Rehab. That's really good. I hope you keep us updated here on Becca's World. I will. I will. And uh, uh, my next out-of-town date, if you have uh, any people in uh, watching Becca's World in Jacksonville, Florida, I will be at the Ritz Theater July 23rd, along with uh, my good friend Talent. E-Realist and a host of other uh, comedians. It's going to be a great show, great time, as always, baby. Yeah, go go check TP out, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, thanks for joining us today on Becca's World. Please go up to our YouTube channel and go to the store and check out my three books, and you can also get Becca's World memorabilia up there. Please like, share, and hit the subscribe button. That's a wrap, y'all. Peace out. Thanks for Peace joining out. us today. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to.